0: and I want to welcome you. Um, I know that you don't know who I am yet, but we're going to talk about some things that are interesting to you. I'm a doctor in psychology. I'm an apostle in the ministry, and we're going to talk about the kingdom of God, and we're going to tell it like it really is, like the kingdom way. We're not going to talk about how it is in the natural world, even though we're going to use some of the things that and some of the ways that you operate. We're going to talk about your temperament. We're going to talk about the way that you see things, and mainly, how do you see yourself? Today's show is really, how do you see yourself? Because if you don't see yourself the way that God sees you, then there is something that's kind of, it's twisted. And that's what the adversary wants, to see yourself in a way that God doesn't see you. So we're going to open in prayer. I'm going to pray for you as I get my water. And I'm going to pray for you so that you will start to see things the way God sees things. So, Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for every person that is watching this, every person that's listening, every person that will have any contact with this at all. And we thank you and we praise you that you have a purpose and a destiny for them. You have a story already written in their books, and we thank you and we praise you that nothing, nothing that the adversary has, nothing that the enemy has at all can come against what it is that you have for them. And we give you all praise, we give you all glory, and we give you all honor in Jesus' name. Okay, today the subject is going to be uh, how do you see yourself? And let's go let's do something. Let's go to Philippians 2. When we go to Philippians 2, one of the things that we see in the word of God, you'll have to wait for me to get there because I'm not there yet either, but I'm going to continue to talk while I go and look for it. One of the things that you're going to see in this is how valuable you are to the kingdom of God, how valuable you are to those around you How many people would never be able to see or to be able to experience anything in life if it weren't for you. You you must realize this. We must all realize this, that our purpose in life is not about us. It's not about how much um, we can do for ourselves, but it's about what it is that God can do in us for others. Okay, we are the temple of Holy Spirit. If you don't see yourself as a divine temple, if you don't see yourself as a valuable temple, then you're seeing yourself in a way that he doesn't see you. Now let's start with, um, well, let's just start at the first. Uh, I mean, uh, verse two. Fulfill ye my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. He says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But, this is a great big but, but made himself of no reputation and took on the form of a servant. and uh, and was made in the likeness of man and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the cross, even, I mean, unto death, even unto the cross. Okay. So what what does this look like for you and I? Are you you saying, Dr. Baker, that what it is that you want me to do is to come to the cross or come and, and die? Yes and yes and yes and no. Okay in this is this you're not going to die the way that you think you're going to die but one of the things is when you have the mind of christ when we work at having the mind of christ when we work at allowing the mind of christ to operate in and through us then we start to see things differently we start to see ourselves differently in the word of god it says love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul all your mind all your strength and then comes this great big thing Love your neighbor, love those around you as yourself. But if you don't love yourself, how in the world can you love others? It's totally impossible. I'm going to read something to you. I didn't know I was going to do this. But I'm going to read something to you that God brought to me. He says uh, that it's first about love. He says, when... um, here it is this is something that happened when god brought me into a face-to-face encounter with a person that had all kinds of despicable i mean it was a despicable person a liar a cheater a prostitute thief crook porn person uh hurt family members hurt children hurt mother brothers sisters all of these different people hurt all of these people and he wanted me to love her as if she were him in other words, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Here it is. He wanted me to love her in this same manner. And I'm looking and I'm saying, what are you talking about? Why would you compel? Why would you even ask? Why would you even bring this before? And and and, and uh, he says, if you don't love her this way, how are you going to love me? How are you going to say that you love me? any anyway, rate, as if she were him. I could not understand how this could happen. I knew things about this woman that no one else knew. I was I, I was to forgive, embrace, and love her as if she was God, and as if she had never done any of these things, as if she had never hurt anybody, as if she had never done any of these wrongs, all of these things. This is what he wanted me to do, okay? And um, also to forget about her past and to treat her the way I would treat him. He said that the only way I could do this was first to determine to obey. The word obey. If I was not willing to walk in obedience to his word, then I would never be able to do this. But if I would be willing and obedient, then I would eat the good of the land. This is what it is in the book of uh, uh, Isaiah. He says, but if I would obey, I would be able to do this. And what uh, what I was hearing from him was that I was going to have to decide to obey or not to obey. It was my choice. He was not forcing me into doing anything. I decided to obey. The person he was commanding that I love unconditionally, non-judgmental, non judgmental, uh, uh, with 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 no with no strings attached was myself. He was commanding that I love me as I loved him, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, all the things that I had done in the past. All the hurts, all the things before I had come to him, all the different people that I had gone through and that had gone through me, all the people that had hurt me and I had hurt them because it's never one way. Many times in life, we talk a whole lot about who hurt me. This person hurt me. The church hurt me. This one hurt me. This one hurts me. But we don't look at the fact that we have hurt a lot of people. And I know that in my life, I had hurt a whole lot of people. And so what happened was this i he came and he says this is this this is imperative if you want to walk in what i have for you if you want to be called uh, 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 a true believer, a kingdom citizen. See, you can get you can get saved and steal the whole things. There's a lot of mean people that call themselves Christians. There's a lot of people that shandala They pray in tongues. They do all kinds of things, but they have hatred, they have venom, they they cannot forgive others. They are not willing to forgive themselves. They just walk in that state and say, I'm a believer, I'm 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 born again, or whatever it is that they want to call themselves. But the thing of it is, is this, if you don't learn to love, if you don't learn to see yourself as he sees you. So one of the things I had to do was I had to get his picture, but the only way I could get his picture was to get his mind. And I had to understand that I had to love me the way he loved me. But first of all, I had to find out who me is. You know, I had to realize this. I had to realize the temperament that he had placed in me. I had to realize the ways that he worked in me, that he did not work in me the same way he worked in like my daughter or my other daughter or my children or any of those things, or any of the people that I work in ministry with. He didn't He didn't work in me like he does every other apostle. He didn't place what he placed in me. And uh, as we go on with this, we're talking about how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself in your mind? How do you see yourself in your money? How do you see yourself with your mouth? All of these different things are important. And we're, this is a series. We're going to do it today. And, and uh, 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 we're gonna do another session on this. But one of the things of it is if we don't get this, this is foundational, foundational. If you do not have this place, then you cannot walk in victory because why? Number one, you'll get offended. Number two, you'll walk around hurt. Number three, you'll be thinking about yourself all the time and why and how did they do this to me? All of these things will be things that the adversary will do to you so that you can do it to others, okay? And as I said, this person was me. I had to choose to obey and love myself the way I would love him. Along with that came a mentality with it that has allowed me not not to really be affected as what other people's opinions are, as how they think about me, because they think about me the way that they think about themselves, okay? And if they think wrongly about themselves, how are they going to think about me? So this is the opportunity that I get to pray for them this is the opportunity that I get to cover them because the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin this is the opportunity that I get to pray for those that despitefully use me on purpose this is the opportunity that I get to say God forgive them because they are just dumb Lord forgive them because they they just they they just don't understand. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not King James, Lord forgive them for they know not what they do. No, I'm real. God forgive them because they're stupid and they're ignorant. They're not just ignorant, they ignorant. And this is the way that they choose to walk. But Lord God, you know, you have a place in there. You have a place where you forgive the stupid. You have a place in there where you forgive the ignorant. This is in the book of Psalms. Watch uh, uh in Psalms and in Proverbs. He talks about this, he talks about his forgiveness all the way through his word. So even if they're not cognizant of it, he is, and he is, he is the provider. He is the giver. He is the lover of all. And when he can love those people through me, then what happens is this, that perfect love, that love, that, that soft answer. And I do have soft answers sometimes as I'm praying in the spirit and as I'm looking at things, a soft answer turns away wrath. Okay, so others opinions about me uh, are what, uh, so what he has called me, he has told me to do is the thing that's important. I believe it, uh, I, I believe it, because I choose to, I constantly choose to believe what God has said. I constantly believe that God has said that I am worth his love, that for God so loved the world, and that's where I was when he found me. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have a place, would have a place to be able to do what it was that they needed to do. And I'm telling you, there are some of you out there that are watching this. You think, some of you think you're saved, but, or think that Jesus lives on the inside of you. But some of you need to think about it again. I want you to, in the, in the quiet of your home, while you're locked in or whatever it is that you're doing, ask yourself, am I willing to love myself and then to love others, to love those that are unlovable? See, he was telling me, I want you to love the unlovable, and the unlovable was me. Being lovable was me. It wasn't them people out there. And what happened was this. This is so exciting for me. What happened was this. Was when... When I began to love this unlovable one, what happened was all the others became lovable because I knew none of them were as wretched as I was because I had the mind that I understood who it was that I did, all the different things that I had done, even those things that that he would bring. And there is something that was so great about God for me was this. Here it was. um, uh, Here it was the opportunity. For me to judge somebody else, and he reminded me of something. He says, remember when you were in that situation? Which means situation. Remember when you were in that situation? Remember when you had done something? What did I do for you? what did I do for you? And you see, this is the thing. I have to see myself as a temple of Holy Spirit. I have to see myself as one that he wants to live in and work through. How can I walk? How can I see myself any other way and have the mind of Christ? This is why Christ was able to save. this is why Jesus was able to save. I do nothing unless I hear from my father. I do nothing unless I hear from him. Why? Because he was the temple. Fully God, fully man. Fully God, fully man. He wants us to be in this world, but not of it. He wants us to be fully man in this world, but he wants fully God to be able to work in and through us. And when he does that... When he does that, no no demon, no hellish thing, no world, no anything, nothing can come against you the way that it wants to. Why is that? Because you're absent from being so cognizant with the, bo- with the body. You're absent with how you feel and how this feels and how that feels. And I, as I said, I'm a doctor in psychology, not licensed by the state of California. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Because he wouldn't allow that to happen for me. And I'm glad about that because I'm not under the same auspices or any of those things. Have the same, have the same degrees, have all of those same things. But I do, I, I, I don't do the same kind of therapy. What I do is temperament therapy, what I do is therapon, what I do is kingdom therapy, what I do is prophetic therapy. God shows me what He wants to do in each and every one of them. And this is the reason that probably even this message that I'm talking about today is going a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit the other, because he knows you're on this call. He knows you're listening to this and he knows what you need. And he knows that I will obey. He knows that there is something that's coming out of my mouth that you're going to need, whether you need it right at this minute or whether you're going to need it later. But he cares that much for you. And I care that much for you. And that's why I am a temple. I am a I'm a temple of the spirit of the living God. I do not own myself. The kingdom of God is a theocracy. It is not a democracy and it is not a republic. It's one that God, Jesus, he tells us what it is that he wants. And when he tells us what it is that he wants, this is what it is that we do. So I told him I'm available. I am just totally available. Whatever you want to do in me, whatever you want to do through me, then you go ahead and do it. Is it easy? Heck to the no. Does it hurt time The time? It hurts a whole bunch of times. It, it hurts a lot. And the things that I have gone through and the things that I go through, I go through because I will not quit. I will not quit until... I have finished the purpose that he brought me into this earth for. There are some of you that need to receive him. You need to, 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 to contact us at MTEM and for someone to truly walk you through. Some of you, all you've done is, and please don't get offended. Well, none of y'all gonna get offended if you're listening to me in the first place. Okay. So uh, uh, some of you, all you've done is repeated a prayer, but you've never made him Lord. You've never allowed him to be Lord of your life. When he becomes Lord of your life, then you recognize something. Wow, I'm not in control. I don't have to make all these decisions by myself. Somebody on the inside of me who is called the Holy Spirit, not unholy spirit, but the true Holy Spirit, He is leading and guiding me into all truth. And that all truth is this, it must begin with me. It must begin with me loving myself because he loves me. And that same love is what will change you. My loving myself, (coughs) pardon me, (coughs) my choosing to love myself is what helped to change me. If I had still been critical, You know, you're too fat. Your behind is this way. Them arms is not the way they are. You know, when you were younger, your skin was doing this. And when you were younger, this was going on. And why isn't this? And why isn't that? One of the things of it is, is this. I stopped all those whys. I had to stop all of that. You know, I had to ask the Lord. I start to ask the Lord, what are you doing in me right now? And what are you doing with me? And what do you want me to do? How can I cooperate with you? How can I co-labor with you? See, I'm heirs of God, but I'm co-heirs with Jesus Christ. That heirship is something that's more than just receiving what it is that he has. You know, the earth is his and the fullness thereof. But he says those that walk in obedience, those that obey him, those that love him, those that walk with him, those are the ones that are going to reap what it is that's necessary things going on and many of your things going on. There's deaths that's been happening all around and my, 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 my emotion and, and, and my heart, or, you know, that sounds kind of trite. My heart goes out to you. Uh, and, and most of the time we don't even know what that means, but, My empathy goes out to you because it's been happening around me also. And you have questions about it. God, why is this going on? Why is this going on? Why is this going on? Well, I change my questions rather than, God, why is this going on? Why is this happening? Lord, what can I do for those that are left? What can I do for the family? What can I do for these people? How can I how can i help what is it that you want to do how is it that you want to move through me to make me an instrument how is it that i can Make sure that the people that are going on, that are dying, that these people are not going to hell, and and I don't know what a handbasket would be, but these people are not going to hell, but that they will see you, and it's not just by repeating a prayer that you don't have any understanding. It's about discipleship. It's about fatherhood. It's about coming in and coming with. Well, I'll never go back to a, a, a church because of this. Then you're out of line. We're out of line because God said this. This is one of the things that's necessary, whatever it is. You know, I tell people, I've had somebody say, I'll never go back to a church. And I said, why? Because they hurt me. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, okay, have you ever been in a relationship? (laughs) Oh, yeah, honey. Male or female? Has anybody ever hurt you? Yes. So then you're finished with men, right? Well, no. Excuse me? Didn't he hurt you? Wasn't it a man that hurt you? Or wasn't it a woman that hurt you? Well, yeah. Okay. So somebody that's probably not even there anymore in some building hurt you, hurt your feelings, hurt your emotions, did something because they were walking in their natural atom body, atom mind. They had were so focused on themselves that they couldn't see you in their need because they hurt you, you won't go back and join in with people that wanna love you. There's something wrong with that picture. And it's because the adversary has come in and he has tricked you. Paul said many times um, uh, in the New Testament, do not be ignorant of the adversary's devices. Do not be ignorant of them. And what does that mean? Understand how it is that he works. What he does is he, 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 he makes it, he exaggerates, he magnifies these things. So that you see that somebody that was supposed to be a believer, supposed to be a Christian, supposed to be a kingdom citizen, supposed to be a father, supposed to be a mother, supposed to be that one that protected you, whether it was biological or whether it was spiritual or whatever it is, they did something that hurt you. And because they did something that hurt you, you're just going to turn off all that. No, God and me are together. God and me are fine. It can't be because we're not walking in obedience. And he has a way of the things that he has said for us to do. I know I'm covering a lot of territory. I am, uh, um, I am covering a lot of territory, but it's all because there's different people that need different things. Okay, let me let me. Uh, I got time. I have time. Let me finish this. Um, I believe that I'm able to walk the way that I'm because I constantly choose to obey. And when uh, when I submit, or when we submit to obedience, we submit to love. First John four eighteen uh, mm-hmm. sets this in work. <clears throat> so we must renew our minds, Romans 12, 1. I beg you, I beseech you by the mercies of God to present your bodies. Okay, here's something. I started on something a few moments earlier. To present your bodies, to be absent from the body. This is not just a scripture that we use when people die and go to heaven. But to be absent from the body. Uh, And I'll tell you on another program, something that happened to me, something that I went through and how this worked actually in my life to be absent from the body means I am not going to read all the reports. I am not going to run to everything that my body says to do. I am not going to do all of those things, but what I'm, what I am going to do is that I am going to walk as if this body were not in control. I am going to walk and live in the spirit. Why is that? So I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What is the body other than flesh? It's the dust man. Okay. And the adversary wants to do what he does. He wants to, he was put on his belly to do what? To eat dust. And he wants to eat you for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. He wants to have you for all three. He wants to destroy you, but he cannot. If you turn this this Adamic nature and you say, this is not what is going to rule me. So I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to walk in the word of God. I'm going to walk in the obedience. I'm choosing to obey. I'm choosing to walk the way God walked. I'm choosing to listen to what it is that he says. I am choosing to do what it is. I'm choosing to be a temple of Holy Spirit. I am choosing this. And sometimes it is so difficult the choice. Okay, I'm willing and obedient, but I sure don't feel like it. I do not feel like it. But once I submit and once I start to do this and I take my body and I handle it roughly and I let it know you will not, you will not control me. You will not be in control. You will not, you will not, you will not give up in this. You will not do this. And every time I do this, I will. Only have about another minute or so to go, um, uh, and then uh, uh, so let me go ahead and, and do this. Um, also, it's when the mind of Christ comes in. The mi- <clears throat> the mind of Christ is the mind of obedience to to the mind of God. Okay, Jesus walked in this, and he said uh, he said to us. He says. I I do nothing unless I hear my father. And what I hear my father say, that is what it is that I do. And so this is the way we walk. And it says, I know what he said and what he told me to do. And everything that I go through or have gone through has been only another piece of timber or stone to build the kingdom of God his way. Philippians 4.13. And as I do what it is that he says to do. Okay, I got about another minute and something because it's 26. Uh, uh, that's wrong. um, uh, I, um <clears throat> any rate, uh, what, I'm, what I'm finishing up with is this. I'm sorry, I, I blundered right then. Uh, what I'm finishing up with is this. He says this in Philippians 4.13. I mean, he, he told us what to do in the kingdom of God. And not only in the book of Philippians, but all the way through the word of God. He says, put me first. And when we put him first and do what he says to do, everything works out well. I thank you for joining me here on the Tell It Like It Is program. Again, this is Dr. Baker, J. Baker, and I'm signing off. And I'll see you next time here on the Tell It Like It Is program. Bye-bye.